Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Well, like another Canadian trying to find the podium in Tokyo this hour. Got it on the old tube here. Evan Dunphy of Richmond, B.C., is sixth in the 50-kilometer race walk. Yes, this is the one where they kind of have that odd-looking gate. you got to straighten your knee every time it hits the ground. You can't run. It's race walking. A 50K race, and Dunphy hanging around in a pack of walkers who are second through sixth as we're into about the last 3K of the race here. Now, the uh, the runner, the, the walker in first place is way ahead. The guys second through sixth are, uh, they've been pretty close together. Last I saw, they were all within about three seconds of each other. I actually think Dunphy has, uh, he's might have pushed ahead now into fifth spot. But we'll keep an eye on this one as, uh, you know, it's been a pretty exciting Olympics year for Canada, up to 18 medals. Damian Warner, the decathlon champion, that had just, the day two of the decathlon had just started during Inside Sports last night. And he'd come through with a big performance in the 110-meter hurdles, and he didn't stop. Uh, just an incredible performance by Warner, one of the best decathlon performances of all time. He got the gold for Canada there. So that's pretty cool. We'll keep an eye on this race walk for you as well. Probably one of the most watched race walks uh, ever in Canadian history. 50K, my goodness. A marathon is 42.2K. Just for context, 50K race walk. The CFL starts tonight in about half an hour. It is Hamilton at Winnipeg as we are back for the first time since November 2019. The last game that was played was also between those two clubs. It was at the Grey Cup, won by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So we'll keep you updated on that one. The rest of week one, BC at Saskatchewan tomorrow. Then a doubleheader Saturday, Toronto at Calgary is at 5. And then on 6.30, Chet, with the countdown to kickoff starting at 6 and the game at 8, the Ottawa Red Blacks taking on your Edmonton Elks. I was at Commonwealth Stadium today. And I'm going to bring you uh, some of the information there today for those of you attending the game or attending a game later in the season or have questions about tickets or uh, what you have to do or not do with masking and distancing and some of the requirements now they have for the type of bag you can bring into the stadium. I want to go through all that because I've received a lot of questions about it over the last couple of weeks. And uh, I, I know that's out there for people who want to uh, know what uh, the requirements are, what the rules are, what they can bring can't bring what they can do not do going to the game so i want to go through all that i want to start tonight though i mean this is just sometimes we play audio from this gentleman he's he's fairly well known some would consider him the best football coach of all time he's won a lot of super bowls his name is bill belichick he coaches the new england patriots and they've been having a lot of rain at the uh, Patriots uh, practices here as they're going through training camp. He he had this to say today about the rainy weather. Looks like the field will be wet. If it rains, it rains. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, you know, it's hot, it's hot, it's not. Then that's what it is. You, uh, you may need some time to digest that. But <laughs> he's, 
<laughs> he, he sees something. That's that's really good. Well, that's that's why they're focused. What are you going to do about the weather? Absolutely nothing. You're going to suck it up and practice and then play in it because that's what you have to do. That's a that's a good. We'll save that one for the archive. I think that's we got that and the goat now. Uh, Cheddar the goat for the audio archive that we can use on future shows of Inside Sports. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Eleven minutes after six. My name is Reed Wilkins. You can get in touch by texting or calling. You can call the hotline for certain teed professional grade building materials. 780-496-0063. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And you can email inside sports at 630shed.com. We will have a guest on the show later on tonight that was suggested via email. So yes, I do check my emails. And if you got a pitch for a guest or a story idea, I will look into it because we have had uh, definitely listener-suggested content in the years I've been hosting the show. Uh, speaking of Twitter, this morning I got up, golfed Riverside. Love that location. Course is in great shape this year. Golfed around with uh, Jim Matheson from Post Media. We try to play uh, once a summer if we can, but we, we, we'd failed at that the last couple of years. Uh, I did not have a good round. I shot 98, so I posted on Twitter, golf with Jim Matheson today, shot 98 just to spite him. You may remember Matheson stirred up a bit of a Twitter storm when Jesse Pugliarvi changed his number from 98 to 13 before this past NHL season. And uh, Matheson explaining that, you know, you don't need that high a number. Why take a number that's uh, one off from Wayne Gretzky, yada, yada, yada. So I shot 98 and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I go with Matheson and I stumble my way to a 98, the number he doesn't like. So there we go. Evan Dunphy's in... uh, in fifth, but it, the, the pack is spreading out a little, little bit now. I believe he is uh, almost 20 seconds out of, out of third place and a possible bronze medal. But still, Dunphy, a great race walker. He was fourth in 2016 in Rio. Okay, so that's how you can get in touch. Like I said, we got the uh, football game coming up tonight. We're going to talk to Michael Chan back with the Edmonton Oil Kings. He'd been with the Oil Kings and worked with the U of A. He, he's, he's an awesome local story. Like, just a guy who uh, loves hockey, loves uh uh, you know, coaching, being part of an organization. He went to the Toronto Marlies for this past season to be the video coach. Now he comes home. He's going to be the director of scouting for the Edmonton Oil Kings. So uh, you'll get his story as we move along tonight as well. All right. Here are some key things about the Edmonton Elks. And if you're going to a game, it is digital. Well, it's mobile. It's it's mobile ticketing is the is the correct term. And the Elks are going to it. And yes, it is an adjustment for some people. And yes, President and CEO Chris Preston knows that. I asked him today about the transition to mobile ticketing. Yeah, we're uh, one of eight other teams in our league who have gone to mobile ticketing. So the whole league is doing it. Uh, We're not alone. And truth be told, we're about five years behind the curve. Um, It's hard to find a team anywhere in North America or a league anywhere in North America that isn't using mobile ticketing. So I I think everybody needs to understand we actually are behind uh, compared to other teams. As it relates to the the hard ticket, we understand that some people aren't technologically savvy. I would be one of those individuals. But once you learn how to use it, and we've sent all of our season seat holders a video, it actually makes your transfer time much more efficient. If you want to transfer tickets, which a lot of our members do, 
there's a transfer button on your phone. So that part of it's easy. In terms of how have fans reacted to it, 92 to 93% have seen it as a very positive move, no complaints. Another 5% has just said, show me how to use it. And the remaining 2 or 3% are a little unhappy. And that's OK, because that's the people that we've actually made separate arrangements with to make sure that they feel good about getting in. If you show up to the game, you still haven't downloaded your tickets onto your phone, you don't know how to do it, we'll have 100 additional people outside the gates to help walk you through that because we don't want to create a frustrating experience. Again, a part of this move is to create more efficiency when you're coming into the stadium. Same, same thing with clear bags. It actually, at the end of the day, is a more efficient process because someone can see directly into your bag and they don't have to go digging. All right, so I want to emphasize that for people going to the game, and Preston did say today a little over 25,000 tickets sold for Saturday's game. They're hoping to get a big walk-up crowd. I think the weather looks pretty good for Saturday night. So hopefully a lot of people in that stadium. And if you need help with the tickets, they, as, this is important. They are going to have 100 people around the outside of the stadium to help if, if you want to make sure that you got your ticket ready to go. Uh, I set this up on my mom's phone for her the other night, and uh, we're ready to go. And I want to remind people as well, there is on the, on the Elks website, goelks.com, you can look for Game Day Central or you can put in goelks.com slash mobile dash ticketing. And that has a page on the mobile ticketing and it has a video. I believe it's narrated by our own Morley Scott, who's an excellent narrator, by the way, I'm sure there'll be future book readings in his future. You can go onto that and it walks you through the process. And I relied on that actually to get set up the tickets on, uh, on my mom's phone. So you, you can do it. I know it's, it's maybe different for the Elks. I think the Oilers have had the, the digital tickets for, for quite a while. And maybe if you've gone to concerts and stuff like that. So the Elks are doing it. And as Chris Preston said, pretty much every other team in the Canadian football league does it. And a lot of teams around North America. So some info on there. Now here's something exciting as well. We know you love 50 fifties. We know you love 50-50s. We've seen some huge jackpots for Oilers games and some Elks games in the past. And the 50-50 for the Elks this season is online. You can buy tickets Saturday between 9 a.m. and 11 p.m. Here's more from Chris Presson. We'll be doing it for home and road games, whereas in the past we've only done it for home games. So it gives us a chance uh, to contribute more to the community. And uh, we're excited about it. We saw the Oilers do it. They had great success. We're hoping to have the same success. And again, it just gives us a chance to, to do as a community team should, which is to spread the wealth. Okay, so you get it on the Elks website, 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. Saturday. And as he said, and that's pretty exciting, home and away games. Home and away games. You have to be in Alberta. You have to be in Alberta, just like it was for the Oilers games. So uh, they're trying to raise a lot of money there through the 50-50. And we know that the Oilers Community Foundation, that their 50-50s have really paid off. And uh, in part because of the success of the online 50-50, the EOCF donating a half million dollar, half a million dollar funding donation to the Alberta Cancer Foundation to uh, help with pharmacy expansion and redevelopment at the Cross Cancer Institute. That was announced today. So uh, pretty big. I mean, you, you put some money into the 50-50, you might win, and it's going to help uh, a good cause. We know about all the community rinks that the Oilers Community Foundation helped as well, and the Elk. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They're going to be helping, uh, you know, football programs in Alberta through their 50-50. So there are some nuts and bolts. There are a couple of more things I want to get to as well. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chat. Thank you, Mr. Harris. How about this? Evan Dunphy, race walk, 50K, bronze for Canada. Big push late for Dunphy. I was telling you how he was in a group of walkers second through sixth. It spread out a little bit. Dunphy finished his strong. He gets the bronze for Canada. 50K. Took him three hours, 50 minutes, and 59 seconds. Now, when I was writing that time down during the commercial, I thought, I wonder if people are going to be like, that's too many numbers, Reed. Why didn't you just round it up to three hours and 51 minutes? And then I thought, you know what? Because it didn't take him three hours and 51 minutes. He was beneath that. Three hours, 50 minutes, and 59 seconds. Race walking, 50K. And I, like, if you see race walking, and I'm sure you all have, it's, it, look, it's kind of funny looking, obviously, Quite frankly, to me, it looks painful. It, it looks painful to me if I had to maintain that type of gait for two blocks, let alone 50K and almost four hours. So awesome for Dunphy. He got fourth in Rio five years ago. He gets the bronze for Canada tonight. So Canada's ninth bronze and 19th medal of these Olympics. We're going to get a 20th medal in women's soccer. I was telling you yesterday how that match was likely to be pushed back so it was played in conditions that weren't so hot and it is going to be played tomorrow morning at 6 a.m mountain time so hey maybe you can get up depending on when you get up watch all of it watch part of it before you go to work or if uh, you're like me and you, you work in the evening you can get up a little earlier than usual and watch the match so exciting stuff for canada evan dunphy gets the bronze in the 50k race walk wonderful Okay, so a little bit more here on the uh, on the Edmonton Elks home opener. We're just going through some of the basic things that will help you uh, get into the stadium, you know, kind of have a, a smooth experience as you go to the game. The mobile tickets, you know, again, get them set up on your phone. You can go to Elks Game Day Central on the website. There's a video there to set it up if you haven't already. There will be people outside the stadium to help. The 50-50, you don't even have to go to the game. I mean, if you're going to the game, you can buy your tickets online early uh, or you can buy anytime between 9 and 11 if you live in the province of 9 a.m. and 11 p.m. I should clarify that. So, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to have uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the pot for that. Now, there is a clear bag policy. A clear bag policy. So the bags have to be clear plastic, vinyl, or PVC, and they can't be bigger than 12 by 6 by 12. Uh, they can't have uh, buckles or anything like that. It must be all clear. You, you can also have a one-gallon clear plastic freezer bag 
like a zipper, uh, like a zip zipper bag, Ziploc bag, something like that. You could also have a small clutch bag, which could have a strap or not have a strap, uh, but it has to be clear. So uh, just just remember that. Like you can't bring in like a, a, a backpack or a briefcase or 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 anything like that. And, and this is so they can see into the bag. They they don't want your stuff being searched and touched as they're trying to limit contact and germs being spread and all that kind of stuff. So the clear plastic bags are allowed, but, but they got to be clear. And we'll get a comment from Chris Preston on that uh, a little bit more about the vaccination rate for players. We know the Elks are, are lagging behind the other teams in the league when it comes to that. And Michael Chan as well in the next half hour of the show, we are often race walking here on inside sports. Good to have you tuning in tonight. Well, I, I truly love my job. One of the minor downsides sometimes is that if I have something on the TV, I obviously have to have the sound down. And the, uh, the season opening video for the CFL on TSN looked outstanding, but I, I couldn't hear it uh, because I was getting ready to come on air. But it looked great. It's got me hyped. And Winnipeg and Hamilton will kick off shortly. And, of course, we'll keep you updated here on Inside Sports. And uh, we'll talk some more football with Rod Connup, one of the all-time greats for the double football team. Uh, he's going to join me between 7 and 7.30. And then we have the Elks game on this very station on Saturday, 8 o'clock kickoff. Our coverage starts at 6 with the countdown to kickoff. Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott, Eddie Steele. It's going to be an absolute blast as we get rolling once again. If you missed it, be just before we went to the news break there, Evan Dunphy from Richmond, B.C., a bronze for Canada in the 50K race walk. Three hours, 50 minutes, and 59 seconds. Uh, a, a pace of, what, 4.36 per minute? Jeez. Uh, that's incredible. So good for Evan Dunphy, who got fourth in 2016, and now he comes through with the, uh, with the bronze. So that is uh, awesome stuff in just a grueling grueling event 780-496-0063 if you want to get in touch i just want to wrap up uh, a bit of the storyline here because there was a news conference that i went to on the on brickfield at commonwealth stadium today about the upcoming season for fans i told you about the the online 50 50 i told you about the mobile ticketing how you can download those go watch the video on the go elks website if you haven't done that already there will be people outside the stadium to help you get it set up on your phone if you haven't been able to and uh, the, the the clear plastic bag policy now that if you're, you're bringing a bag in it has to be a clear bag uh basically you know it can be a, a foot square and about six inches wide can't be bigger than that and it's got to be totally clear and i know you're not all everybody's happy about it, but Chris Preston explains why they've gone this way. Yeah, again, it's a health and safety issue. When you look at a lot of things that have gone on around the world, uh, the last thing we want to do is put you at risk. The more belongings you can bring in and the less we can see of those belongings, the more risk it is to every single fan in the stadium. 
What we don't want to do is create a safe environment. We have gotten by COVID, and then we're not creating a safe environment because you can bring anything you want to the game. That's troublesome for me as the operator. It's troublesome for the facility as well. So it's, again, everything that we've done that would be considered a change for the fans is actually for your safety, the safety of our, our staff, and the safety of our players as well. Yeah, we have a team-branded bag that you can buy, but we don't want to force people to buy. Um, that's why the first two games, we're educating people on what the process is, what the size is, what the policy is, so that by game three, everybody's got it. If you come to the opening game and you don't have a clear bag, we will provide one for you. Um, and then beyond that, they'll sell for $12 in the store. They'll sell for $10 outside the gate. So we're not trying to do anything other than get our money back on a team-branded bag, which is why we've reduced it by, 10, by $2 if you want to buy it at the gate. Okay, so a, a little bit there. So that, that's going to be the rule. So just you're aware of that uh, coming into the season here. Also, now I talked about this on the show last night, and this is an, another thing you're going to have to keep an eye on. I, I, you know, I, I know you probably listen to a sports show because you don't want to hear too much about COVID, but it is the reality of the world we live in, including the sports world. And the CFL did announce earlier this week that they, they want a, the, the teams to get to at least 85% vaccinated uh that if a team is is responsible for a game being canceled because of COVID issues they will suffer a loss by forfeit if the game can't be rescheduled the other team will win one nothing if both teams have COVID issues they're actually both going to be hit with a loss now um 85 or pardon me three teams already over 85 percent the other teams uh, about 67 to 81 that's what the cfl said earlier in the week uh i've been told by a couple of sources that the elks at least as of a couple of days ago are the least vaccinated team in the league so i asked chris preston today uh how are you feeling about getting the team up to 85 percent we uh we've done quite well um you know we are for personal choice and that's a that's a right that our players and our staff deserve Yet, um, we believe that you should become vaccinated if it's not a personal belief negative to you. And uh, we've had good buy-in from our players and staff, and I uh, feel good about the, tra the trajectory that our team's on and teams across the league are on. Okay, so uh, that's that. Now, all, you know, all as we know, in Alberta, the, the restrictions uh, have been lifted I, i'm sure you've been out and about and uh, seen some people choosing to wear a mask some people uh, not some you know some businesses uh might still say hey we would like you to wear one while we're you're in our business the masks are not required at the elks game they they have said in all their information that they recommend people still wear a mask so preston was uh, asked today by another reporter at the news conference well if you're recommending why not just say you require a mask I don't make those rules. I can just tell you we don't have any restrictions. And so we're going by the provincial measures that were set out forth for us. Uh, again, we have uh, 100,000 masks sitting in storage waiting to be given away. So if you come to the event, you don't have a mask. As I mentioned earlier, we will provide you a mask. But uh, we're, just we're just following provincial guidelines. And those guidelines say there's no restrictions at this time. All right, so there's the lowdown from uh, Chris Preston. Look, I, I, I'm not interested in, in debating what the rules or regulations should be. I'm telling you what they are, so if you go to the game, you're prepared because a lot of people have asked me about it. So that, so that is what is happening. Uh, it's up to you to decide your, your comfort level for attending the game and, uh, and how you attend within some of the parameters that they do have. But By the way, don't forget, in Winnipeg tonight, you've got to be vaccinated to go to this game. 
you have to be vaccinated to go to the game in Winnipeg. There's no such uh, proof of vaccination required here in Edmonton or here in Alberta. So that's some of the lowdown. Uh, Preston's on the morning show as as well with Daryl, so I'm sure he'll go over this as well. But hopefully you got uh, the big storylines if you're going to attend the game this Saturday or at any time throughout the season. All right. We are going to do a, a little bit we got right now that was actually inspired by the Edmonton Elks before they even changed their name. But we, you know, I always believed it was probably going to be Elk or Elks. So one night on the show, we played an Elk sound, and I was quite shocked by what it was. And from that was born, quite frankly, the segment of radio that keeps me going that gets me out of bed every morning, that truly inspires me to continue to be the host of Inside Sports. It is called Name the Animal. That's right. It's Name the Animal, the uh, world record-holding segment for a host trying to name animal sounds. Now, it's a little complicated, so I'm I'm going to explain the rules because this is like a 5 out of 5 on the uh, complexity scale. Kellen Kennedy, who is the studio operator for the show, Hello. he goes to the 6.30 Ched Animal Sanctuary in the afternoon of the show when we're going to do Name the Animal. And depending on the size and temperament of the animal involved, he either brings it back to the 6.30 Ched control room or he records the sound of the animal. And then he's going to either play that sound or get, or get the animal to make it sound live on the air, and then I have to guess what it is. That's how it works. I want to remind everybody, this is not a contest. You as the listener cannot win anything. You, you can participate just with your friends and family. Maybe you want to gather some people around the radio or the computer, or if you're in the car, just play with other people in the car. Uh, sometimes people do text in to try to help me, uh, but you, you, I don't want to clarify, you cannot win anything. I don't win anything. This segment is just purely for the joy of trying to name an animal sound, which I think is one of the purest experiences that a human being can experience. That's, that's, they're going to they're gonna play that audio when I retire. I was going to say, yeah, that's an all-timer. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I've truly moved. Okay, so, uh, Kellen, go yes. ahead with the animal sound. Here we go. Let's name the animal. Wow. That sounds like a guy passed out at a bar after smoking too many cigars. <laughs> it's an animal, though. Is, wow, that's very human sound. Is it a camel? No. Is it? Does it have four legs? Ah, uh, yes. Is it? Is it? So it's a mammal then? No, it is a reptile. That is a reptile with four legs. Okay, so we had alligator one night, so I'm going to assume it's not an alligator or a crocodile. It is not an alligator nor a crocodile. weird sound. Is it a Gila monster? No. Good Uh, guess, though. You said it's a reptile. Yes. Do they live in Alberta? Uh, No. Okay. Is it larger than a house cat? Uh, This one, yes. This one, yeah. Is it green? Uh, in cartoons, it will be depicted as green. This is more is kind of brown. Some, is it some sort of a lizard? No. Uh, okay, I need some sort of a hint. This is, it sounds like a human being making a funny noise. <laughs> um, well, I'd, I'd love to help you out, but uh, it's, it's kind of a shelly situation here. 
Is it some sort of a turtle? It is some sort of turtle. Uh, so I have to now guess the type of turtle. <laughs> I, I didn't know there was more than one. I feel like just saying, I mean, a I, sea turtle. Uh, it kind of lives in the sea. It lives on islands, basically, so. Is it the, the ones from the Galapagos Islands, whatever they're called? Yeah, the Galapagos uh, tortoise. That's it. There you go. That's what it is. Well, yes. Some of the oldest animals on the planet. And uh, it's funny because I'm currently watching Shit's Creek, and one of the characters mm -hmm. uh, went to uh, uh, went to Galapagos. If you've ever watched that show, it's, it's well. There you go. It's I funny. I have no idea that I've learned a lot. I have no <laughs> idea that's what a turtle sounded like. That is a funny noise. It's funny that you said it. It sounded like a guy because it actually sounds like a very famous actor, i.e., Owen Wilson. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! 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 Okay. Well, we've named the animal. There's another one for the all-time arcade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors Make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We'll talk to an oil king when we get back. Winnipeg and Hamilton about to kick off. They've uh, raised the banner for the Bombers for their 2019 championship and uh, the game against the Hamilton Tiger Cats about to get going. We will keep you updated. Well, I was uh, really happy to see this announced today. The Edmonton Oil Kings have hired Michael Chan as their new director of scouting. He had left the team for a while to go be the video coach for the Toronto Marlies. Now he is coming back to the uh, Oil Kings. He's also worked with the Oilers, with the U of A Golden Bears. Uh, he is an outstanding young hockey talent in terms of all the important things that happen away from what you see during the game. And I'm pleased to welcome Michael to Inside Sports. Hey, Michael, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Uh, good, Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I, I, I am genuinely happy that, that you are back in Edmonton and with the Oil Kings. How are you feeling about everything? I'm feeling really good. Um, it's, it's a big privilege to, to step into this role, and uh, I'm really happy to, happy to be back in the city. Yeah, for sure. You're going to be the director of scouting, and uh, like I was saying, you, you do a lot of work behind the scenes. Uh, I, I have to admit, Michael, I mean, you and I just kind of know each other through seeing each other at the rink and, you know, very casually but professionally. And I have to admit, I was often confused, like, if you had a, a twin brother or if you changed jobs a lot because I feel like I, I would see you at multiple different rinks in the same weekend. And then I realized, no, Michael actually works for all these teams. Uh, <laughs> but tell us, tell us how kind of this... Uh, journey started for you with Oil Kings and and Golden Bears and even doing some stuff uh, with the with the Oilers. Where did this all come from for you? Yeah, I'll, I'll start it back. Uh, I, I was a student at U of A, uh, finishing up my my business degree, and I was, I was just like a lot of a lot of young people trying to find my way. And 
really passionate about hockey, wanted to get into it as a, a career, but wasn't exactly sure how. So I knocked on the door of uh, Stan Marple, the, the general manager of the Golden Bears uh, men's hockey team. And uh, kind of from there, it all, the ball really got rolling. Um, that staff with Stan and Ian uh, really welcomed me with open arms, taught me a lot. Uh, and then from there, I was able to get an internship with the Edmonton Oilers, uh, meeting Craig McTavish. And then uh, it's actually kind of a funny story. From working with the Bears, Ryan Marsh was an assistant coach, and he got me on with the Oil Kings, where I'd been uh, for the past four seasons before I left for Toronto. So uh, lots of twists and turns along the way, but uh, that's a short version of it. Well, but but that's that's a great story. You wanted to work in hockey, so you knocked on a couple of doors and, and you worked hard and you proved yourself. What kind of things did you do early in in that part of your career? Early on and to today, I just anytime I see an opportunity to work or learn a little more about any part of the game, whether it's scouting, it's coaching, it's player development, it's video, it's even the the business side, and I just try to go all, go all in and, and dive headfirst. Uh, I knew I was young and I didn't have much of a history or connection to anyone that was working in the game. So anytime I could or I can sink my claws into anything, uh, I just try to to learn as much as I can from from the people around me. And I've been lucky to, to have a lot of great mentors along the way. No, would you say you wound up doing a fair amount with, uh, with video and obviously you got to be the video coach for the Marlies. So tell us... Uh, the, the day and the life of a video coach and also some of the responsibilities you have during a game? Uh, the day and the life of a, a video coach, it, it's an interesting one. Um, you get to the rink early. You have your coaches' meetings. Uh, you're with all the other coaches. Um, a lot of my responsibilities would, would focus on uh, pre-scouting the opponent. So I'd usually watch two or three games uh prior to that and and focusing on face-offs as well so uh when i was at toronto uh, working for greg moore or i was back with edmonton working with brad lauer i'd uh spend a lot of my day uh, prepping for that prepping for upcoming opponent uh and then there was uh, a component where that's the beginning of your day you meet you prepare for practice uh, you go over your videos so that when the team gets there you're you're prepared and then there's the portion, the other portion that I really liked, which was being on the ice for practice. And uh, that's where the, the player development piece came in. Uh, using a lot of video, watching our, our players, breaking down their games, uh, figuring out areas they could get better, using a lot of NHL video t- to kind of inspire them or, or give them something to model their game after and, and coming up with a plan. So we do all that on a, on a practice day and then, then go home and then, and the game day starts, uh, and during the game, it, it's busy. Uh, I'd be on a headset with, in Edmonton, Luke Pierce, the assistant coach in Toronto, A.J. McLean, uh, two great guys that have helped me along the way. Uh, I'll be telling them what I see. They'll be telling me what they see if they want me to mark stuff, and I'd, I'd have uh, a computer program that, that would allow me to, to mark probably over a 1,000 instances that happened in the game, so... When we're trying to make adjustments at intermission, when we're doing our post-game review in our respective areas, it's really easy to pull up. And then that way when the, the players come to us with, with questions, we can have answers. And it helps to prepare us uh, 
for the onslaught of games that just seem to to keep coming one after another. Uh, so you again, just to reiterate, like this, were you as a, as a kid, were you like a, a a hockey player, like a high level player, or this was just like your way to stay involved or get involved? Like, tell me about your history there. I wouldn't say I was a, a high level player. Uh, much like your colleague Bob Stoffer, I, I grew up playing at the the South Side Athletic Club, Bantam Bantam and Midget, but kind of was like a regular kid. I just, just played with my friends there growing up. And then I, I went to U of A for university and I was trying to do the, I was doing the business thing. Uh, was looking into the CPA route, uh, wrote my LSAT for, for law school. And then I just kind of was graduating and I figured, you know what, I, I love hockey. It's kind of all I think about, uh, really passionate about it. Well, let's see if I can try to make this a career. I didn't know exactly how. I was going to do it or figuring out how to do that in the long, long term. But, uh, that's kind of how I, that's kind of my path. Well, that's, that's an awesome story. And, and now you're back with the oil Kings as their director of scouting. So now tell us, uh, you know, you know, how you sort of dive into this role, some of the keys for you to continuing your successful career. Uh, the keys to me, I think, and, and that I learned along the way is, is, treating everyone right and with respect and, and we have a, a very talented scouting staff in Edmonton I think if you look back at the last 14 years the, the Oil Kings have existed uh, they're, they're top of the top for the WHL and probably most of Major Junior for uh, their draft pick success and a lot of the, the scouts have been there since day one so for me it's going to be leaning on them for their digging their information gathering uh, the thoroughness of their re- their reporting, and for me, it's going to be about a lot about having and implementing a process in place that can get us the information we need. We can get a thorough uh, case built on each player while we're ranking them, and and that's going to allow us to execute on draft day to to pick some some kids that that are going to be really important to the future of the Oil Kings. Right on. Well, Michael. Happy to have you back. Hope to see you around the rink soon. Congratulations on the new gig. We'll talk again soon. Appreciate that, Reid, uh, and we'll see you around the rink for sure. What a story. Great man. Michael Chan, director of scouting for the Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, knocked on a door, worked hard, threw himself into it, age of 29, and he's uh, now the director of scouting for the Edmonton Oil Kings. That is really cool. First possession of the CFL season is a two-and-out for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Hamilton now in control of the ball 90 seconds into the game. We'll keep you updated. We'll talk some more football with one of the all-time greats to wear green and gold, Rod Connop up next. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.